Welcome to season number two of Through the Eyes of the Guide, a program for tour guides and tour managers to share insider tips and tricks, connect with other guides from around the world, and further develop and grow as tourism professionals. I'm your host, Nicole Flores from Santiago de Chile, also known as Nikki Flo. I've been working in this beautiful industry as a certified local guide and tour manager since 1998. Welcome to the program. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Through the Eyes of the Guides. Today we are going to talk about a very interesting topic, the humor in tourism, especially the guides and tour managers related with the humor. Comedy is not about picking up funny topics. It's rather um, about making ordinary topics funny. And uh, the humor is proved today is one of the things that makes the experience of the tourists more memorable and also helps uh, to have uh, nicer memories and so on. So to talk about uh, the humor in tourism and how we can learn to be better um, delivering humor in our tours or our experiences, we have our guest. He is Carles Caño. He's in Spain right now. And uh, hopefully we can talk about some techniques and some, uh, let's say, good things we can have when we use humor in our job. So welcome, Carles. How are you? Fine. Thanks very much, Nicole, for inviting me to your podcast. I'm very glad to be here. No, thank you. And I would like to I would like to apologize for my English because you know I studied in a public school, so that's what we have. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, so Carlos, um, before starting, can you let us know a little more about you? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, um, I discovered recently that I am a, what some people called multi-potentialite that's you know people that like to do a lot of things and never uh, get specialized in, in one of them so <laughs> and but you know i am a public speaker and trainer and i teach uh, you know things about effective communication using storytelling humor engaging people through participation and that's mainly what i'm doing uh, currently Well, I have to say that, Carlos, you have a um, podcast as well. I'm a follower of it. Uh, you have almost 100 episodes already and uh, about the storytelling and the public speaking and so on. It's a really good one. But you had another one about humor, right? Yes, yes. Uh, it's called Humor in Publico, that it's like a wordplay uh, about, you know, public speaking or humor speaking, something like that. So, and I, I we made this podcast with Roger Pratt, a friend of mine. Mm -hmm. uh, we were two years and 160 episodes. And it was very funny because we went to, as students, to a, you know, stand-up comedy class or course. And, mm -hmm. and you know, we, we learned a lot of things. We made some stand-up routines and everything we learned, uh, we we then uh, share it in, in the podcast. So it was very funny. Yes, I, I love that podcast too. So in my side, I just prepared some, some few things I find out in two books that I really like. One of them, it's called The New Comedy Bible, uh, which is uh, a very nice um, book that helps you to 
working routines and to basically became a, a, a comedy person. Uh, the author is Judy Carton and it's a really, really uh, high recommendable book. So I get, we get some insights. I know Carlos, you know very well Judy Carton too. And uh, the other book is the only book I find out uh, that was published related with uh, tourism and humor. And actually the name is Tourism Humor and the authors are Philip uh, Pierce and uh, Anja Pavel. It's the only one I find out and with very interesting insights and studies about how the humor impact in the, in the tourism industry. So let's start it, uh, Carles. Um, I don't know, we can start just by a simple question. How important is the smile? It's, it's so important and, and not just a smile, but, you know, a big laugh, you know, when we laugh a lot, uh, our body, you know, uh, I don't know how to say this, you know, endorphins, endorphins or? Yes, yes. Yeah, if, if you have a big laugh, then endorphins go through your body and sometimes dopamine. So it's, it's a kind, it's so important because humor is not to tell jokes. It's not about telling jokes. You know, humor is a mm. psychological mechanism to, for coping, you know, conflicts and for, you know, um, connecting people. It's about relationships and it's about, you know, uh, getting tension down. So, so it's very, very important. And usually, historically, humor uh, did, did not have very good fame. And mm -hmm. lately, you know, humor is, uh, you know, it's, it's getting the importance that it has to have. And people is noticing that in, you know, education or so in the corporate world or, you know, in tourism, you know, humor is a, a human thing that you cannot, you know, avoid. So it's so very, very important. Actually, uh, I love that you said that because uh, any studies before the year 2017 were made relating the humor and tourism. And uh, in my personal experience in 20 years, before uh, recently, the guide's job and the, let's say, uh, trip leaders or tour manager's job was uh, delivering just information, being professional, being serious about every single topic we've been talking most of the time. And humor was uh, part of the, the delivering in tours just uh, randomly, but it was not a... a, a, a an important part of the deliver. And right now it's the opposite. It's a part of the memorable experience. So it's been proved today that if you are a real complete guide, it's when you are actually including the humor part in the deliver of your product, regardless of what, what you, you are doing. Uh, in this book of uh, tourism and humor, they've been showing the results, the difference in the results between I don't know, the vision of a museum, uh, when you add that humor and when you don't add it, the perception of the tourist at the end of the visit, it's different. And why? Because humor, and that is, I think it's a key thing too, helps to the concentration as well, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. You know, everything that mm, triggers an emotion usually mm -hmm. uh, reinforces uh, memory. So humor is one of these uh, techniques. Yeah, sure. So let's say that I don't know anything about uh, humor and how it can be more funny. What will be the, the first step I have to do in order to become good with humor or the use of humor in my job? 
the first recommendation is, you know, to realize that everybody is using humor, you know, in their private lives. So everybody, if you're a homo sapiens, <laughs> then you know how to uh, use humor. <laughs> and that's, that's very important because usually what happens is that when we are in a, you know, formal context, then many people is like, oh no, humor is not an option. I cannot make jokes or I cannot make fun of myself in a proper way or, so that's the first uh, recommendation. You you use humor. You you laugh. You make laugh other people, and other people makes laugh you. So then, if you are uh, uh, you know maybe a amateur comedian, if you want, <laughs> in your private life, then uh, the second recommendation is come on uh, there to use humor in some other context. And it's not about telling jokes. You know, that's another recommendation. It's not about telling jokes. You know, humor, there are a lot of, you know, uh, you know, equations, uh, the form, the humor equation. And when there is one that I, I like, you know, humor is truth plus uh, pain. You know, every, everyone has his, his own truth or her own truth. Um, you know, this morning I was uh, participating in a clubhouse room about multipotentialites and you know, the moderators were talking about that they they are willing that Monday arrive. So because they, they really like their job and, you know, on, on the weekend, usually you have to do all the course of the house, you know. So so when was my when my turn arrived for speaking, I, I asked them, you know how I change from thanks God it's Friday to thanks God it's Monday? <laughs> When I had when I had kids, you know, <laughs> that that was, that's my okay. This is a joke, but it's a joke that reflects a truth that I'm a, a, a father, and that since I'm a father, uh, suddenly I have a lot of less time to do things that I like. That's the truth, and and then the pain is that I can't do all those things I used to do before, and I have a lot of frustrations because there are amazing moments, but there are very difficult moments. So when you have this combination about truth and pain, then you can, uh, you know, make humor in a very natural way. So, and then it's very important in this equation, humor is equal to truth plus pain plus distance. Because if you are really suffering and you are so frustrated because you are, you have a, a toddler and you cannot do anything uh, you know professional then maybe you can't do humor about this thing but if there is some distance and that depends of everyone and the, of the you know the problem if it's more a bad problem or really bad problem but when you have a lot of distance a, a bit of distance then you can make fun of yourself but in a good way you you, we don't have to use self-deprecating humor. That's destructive. Mm -hmm. But I can tell this joke, and I really love my kids. But, you know, uh, I say, thanks God, it's, it's, it's Monday. So I think uh, the tourists and guides, uh, guides uh, they, they can use uh, humor like this. There are a lot of bad things that happen in a tour, in a trip. And you have two options. You have like, okay, uh, let's pretend that this did not happen or, you know, or let's embrace it and let's, you know, 
uh, share this because humor is about also human connection. So if you do it in a proper way, not being sarcastic or not being self-deprecating, then usually people like it. Yes, uh, the humor, usually when you have big travels, it's it's a good uh, tool to get over frustration, I will say. Let's say that you lose your luggage or the planes were late or there is a lot of traffic going to the hotel or those kind of situations. If you use the humor, you can you can always um, make people feel better and uh, get over the frustration. And that is that is something that is very useful. We, we recorded an episode, uh, you know, mm-hmm. in Spanish about, you know, the, the book, The moments, Power of yes. Moments you know, from Chief Heath and that Heath. And there was one very nice thing about that book that you can't turn valleys, you know, bad moments into peaks. And humor is one of those ways to do that. So if, if suddenly someone got, got robbed or, you know, there was a delay, then, or we are in the plane and it's like one hour since we are in the plane, then somebody can make a, a joke, you know, you know, with that truth and that pain, and suddenly everyone is laughing. So, so I, I remember, I don't know where I read it, but there was this situation that, uh, you know, every day it's in some uh, place of the world that people in the plane waiting and, you know, half an hour, one hour, one hour and a half. So the, the pilot, you know, uh, we had, you know, in the yeah. speak, through the speaker said, Okay, sorry for uh, we apologize for the inconvenience we may cause you, but you know there is a lot of work to do. You know, breaking the hand of your luggage. You know, (laughs) (laughs) so well the joke was better constructed, but you know people suddenly they they laughed, and that it's kind it's it's like a a reset button. You know. So you, that's you made the me power think, uh, Carlos, about this. This is one of the most famous example how humor might change the the setting, the the concentration, even the mem- the memorization uh, in of the person that that is having the change of the or the deliver of the message in the airplanes. Uh, became very famous this uh, new way from the airlines, especially the 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 hostess on on the planes, when they start to make joking, uh, jokes about uh, the safety instructions, suddenly everybody was paying attention. There is like three or four in YouTube that you can find out. And you can see that people is just because it's funny and it make it different, it make it more memorable and people actually pays attention, which is, which is the final uh, idea. So that is a very good example when when a guide or a trip leader or actually anyone is, is thinking, how can I make this, this new path, this, this new memorable thing? The, the, the idea is to sit and start to see the, the world with different eyes. And another thing you make me yeah. think, Carlos, is this is the principle of a stand-up comedy. I mean, the, and I know that you're going there, but most of the jokes we can hear when we see a, a show or on a, on a stand-up, it's actually this famous uh, failure moments or bad things that happen in the past. And the, the, when you have the distance you mentioned, we are able to make jokes about it or, or showing yeah. different. Yeah, because humor many times is, 
is about being vulnerable, you know, and when you show your vulnerability, then people connect with you. That's a very weird thing. And because bad things connect us, this is so strange. But if you say that, oh, you are like a successful entrepreneur and that you you earn like seven figures per year. And so, okay, maybe I, I will have some envy of you, but you know, I will not connect with you. But if you tell me some bad moments and you use humor, then suddenly we are connected. And, you know, I, I made up some concept about, you know, Aikido. Yes, yes, yes. I don't know if you say yes. this. Aikido is kind of martial, mar, uh, you know, mm-hmm. martial art, art, sorry. And, you know, it's not like a very uh, aggressive martial art. It's more like trying to avoid confrontation. And then, you know, you, you make some kind of, I, I don't know the words in English, but it's like... A, you take advantage of all the energy of the other one, you know, to take him or her over to the ground or mm-hmm. something like that. So I made up this concept, you know, emotional Aikido, okay? Every one of us ha- have something that, uh, you know, we don't like, uh, we are fr- frustrated with, uh, we have some kind of rage or, mm-hmm. you know, all these bad feelings, you know, are gold for humor because then it's like imagine you know rage a guy called rage coming to you and you can feel it in your body okay then maybe not in that moment maybe in the next day or next week you know the the formula we the equation we told you need some distance okay but in in a moment you, you there will be some time when you can okay i remember when that happened to me so that rage, you do like a kind of Aikido movement and turn it into humor. So it's kind of therapy because something that uh, in the beginning was like, oh, this is, you know, I have a very bad emotion about this. Then you make humor. So the first thing is ask people, ask the guides, what are the things that are, you know, getting negative emotions, you know, uh, what frustrates you when you're doing a tour or what, you know, gets you very angry or mm-hmm. what? So this is gold. So, you know, take a notebook, take a, a pen and <laughs> start writing. Usually people will write pages and pages <laughs> of things that they don't like. And then take one of those things and try to, if you have some distance, try to make some fun. So if if you don't like when, you know, you are starting an explanation about, you know, some building and then there is people that is arriving late and they are saying, okay, please, can you start over? Mm-hmm. Imagine, you know, then you can do some kind of joke about that. I don't know. You have to think you can use irony, mm-hmm. not sarcasm, irony. You can use, I don't know. Uh, um, I don't know. Well, some somebody is... Uh, you know, recording it and then you will have the, you know, when, when you make some Zoom, okay, the, the recorded version, I don't know, I'm just making it up, making it up. Or, or I'm sorry, this is just a, a premium feature. If you want to start over, you need to pay me 10 euros more. <laughs> I don't know, I'm just making, improvising. And that's one of the things that people have to do. If you want to get a, a good joke, uh, quality comes from quantity. So you have this thing that bothers you, people asking me to start over. 
And then you try to write several jokes or, you know, or comments that could be funny. And maybe you, you have five phrases or sentences or maybe 12. And maybe one of those could be very funny. And then you have to test that joke or that sentence. And there will be some times that nobody will laugh. And there will be some times that some people will smile. And maybe sometimes that everybody will, you know, laugh and, you know, you will feel very well. So, so humor is about also testing. So it's a creative mm -hmm. process. You know, people think that comedians are funny people. Okay, many comedians are funny people, but there is a process, a creative process. And there are comedians that are famous comedians and that earn a lot of money that are not funny people in their lives, but they know the method, the strategies, and, and the process. And when you see a Netflix special of, of one hour, you know, that comedian maybe has been one year testing his material in clubs and bars and open mics, one year. So when they go to the Netflix special, that's the best of the best of the best. So that would be one thing to approach humor. I think it, this is super interesting, Carlos, because it's, it's one of the key things is to understand uh, the use of humor is not coming just by, by being funny. It's actually, it's a hard work. I mean, you have to create some, some, some jokes or some, some ways of using humor. Uh, and I can give you an example of myself too. But first of all, uh, uh, you mentioned some few things that I want to go back. Please let us know what is the difference between sarcasm and irony and why you said one yes and why no. Why one, you can use uh, this one and you cannot use the other one, right? Sarcasm, irony. The other one, it's, yeah. it seems yeah. like uh, up to what you're saying, knowing your audience is extremely important as well. Let us know a little more about the process. You said that uh, people, important comedians, sit and actually have a method. Can you talk a little more about that method? Yeah. What is involved in okay, the method? Then about irony and sarcasm, you know, irony, you know, it's yes. the opposite of what you think. And sarcasm is irony, yes. but trying to, you know, hurt people. <laughs> so <laughs> so yes. um, if some, some tourist comes three minutes late and asks, please, can you start over? You could use sarcasm saying, oh, I'm so glad I have to start over again. I love that. I love especially <laughs> when you ask me to do that. So that's sarcasm. You're, you're going to hurt that person. Yes. So, so that yes, exactly. usually that you don't have to do that. So the method, the method is, you know, first you have to have uh, an intention to make laugh. That's very important. And to have that intention, you have to work on your own beliefs because many people, many people think, Oh, I, I don't use to make, uh, I'm, I can't make people laugh. So if you think that, mm -hmm. then you will act like that. So everybody makes laugh to some other one, you know, sometime in usually in private life. So you can make laugh other people. So now the challenge is, you know, in public or in your work or whatever, but first you need the attitude, the intention. So, and then, you know, um, a good comedian or a person that uses humor is a person who observes the world, a good observer. So you have to observe a lot, a lot. What is uh, in around you? What bothers you? What makes you laugh? Mm -hmm. So 
uh, first thing is you you take a notebook or maybe in your smartphone and everything that uh, makes you smile or makes you laugh you you write it down okay so the other day i i was uh, i'm following a twitter account in spanish it's called cuñao's house it's about club clubhouse but you know making fun of clubhouse okay <laughs> yes so and and there was an animated gif and there was this guy like making kind of orgasm face and saying clubhouse is the satisfier of egos mm -hmm. you yeah. know so yeah. I, i i i liked it so and then it made me uh, laugh so i i wrote it down and then suddenly Uh, another version came to me. So Twitter is the satisfier of trolls, you know? So, <laughs> <laughs> so but usually it's not like this. Usually you just um, write down what made you laugh. So, and if you do this, then you will see a lot of funny things in your day-to-day -day lives, in your, in your own life. Sometimes something that you, your sister told to you sometimes something that a tourist mm -hmm. told to you and sometimes things that you know uh, you make up mm -hmm. suddenly so write them down and most of them maybe if you tell them in another context won't make laugh people so but that doesn't matter mm -hmm. what what matters here is you have to make a kind of humor muscle so and doing this you see humor everywhere And then you can use part of that thing, you know, in, in your work as a guide or as a teacher or whatever. So this, this, this joke I told this morning in mm -hmm. Clubhouse about, thanks God, it's, it's Monday because I'm, I, I have kids. That was one of the things I wrote down, mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe one year, a half ago. Mm -hmm. That thing's you know, stuck in my head. So, and now, you know, there, there was a trigger when they were talking about, about, oh, we like when it's Monday. Okay, so something went on my brain and I remembered that joke. So you, know? so you have a notebook with uh, jokes written, uh, waiting, waiting and waiting to be used? Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I, I try to find humor in, the, in, a, in every day. Okay. Every day I try to find something, one thing, just mm -hmm. one thing. Mm -hmm. I, I began this this habit like uh, in August 2020. Mm -hmm. So now I think I, I I've written down like uh, 230 things. Wow. But you know, but sometimes it's just one thing. Sometimes one day it's three or four or five. And there are days that I, I don't write anything. But now I have this habit. And this is make this makes me you know, more powerful because I, I see more humor. And when, when something makes me laugh, usually I write it down. And that's the thing I want people to do. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's important to, to make uh, clear that just like going to the gym, and you just mentioned it, this is a humor muscle. I mean, if you don't develop and then you don't do anything to, to actually get it stronger, then nothing will happen. You need to practice. You need to you need to, to exercise that muscle in order to get better on it. And it's, it's, it's one of the secrets, I, I think. What do you think about uh, some of the techniques uh, Judy Carter used, like um, the use of the callback or the act outs or, I don't know, some of the techniques? Yeah. Uh, 
Okay, mm-hmm. there are a lot of, of comedy comedy techniques, a lot of them. So, but first, first of all, I think that you know the first thing that somebody must do is uh, make fun of himself or her, or herself, but you know, not in a self-deprecating way. That's I think the first. And usually you don't need uh, you don't need any technique to do this. And then, okay, if you learn some comedy techniques, then it's much better. So, for example, you know, you mentioned the callback. Callback is when you make a joke about something that you already said, usually another joke, but you don't have to if you don't want. So maybe, uh, you know, uh, I, I did that kind of callback this morning in Clubhouse when they were talking about, you know, we love when it's Monday. So I did a joke about this. We could say it, but usually a callback in, in stand-up is doing a, another joke later about one previous joke. And that's the thing people do in their lives, in their everyday lives. And you are, you know, taking some beers and somebody tells a story, funny story about the day that you got drunk and, you know, got, you know, was sleeping in the road. And, and then in uh, uh, 10 minutes later, you know, you, tell some joke about, oh, watch out, don't, don't ask another beer because maybe you get uh, slapped here. You know, something like that, mm-hmm. something so small and stupid like that usually uh, which, makes laugh because, yeah. Which is the, sorry to interrupt you, which is the technique that most of the the comedy soap operas use today? I mean, if you look like, I don't know, Big Bang Theory, they use the callback in almost every single episode. Yeah, well, they use in, a lot of things. And many, but, many but, of the comedy... Uh, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a technique that uh, that it's used a lot. And then there is the running gag. Running gag is when you repeat that, mm. about that that kind of joke, you know, in, in every episode or, you know, in your presentation or in your you're doing a tour that it's two hours and then you can make several mm. jokes about, you know, the guy who said to start over, you know. And then that that's then a, a running gag when you make a callback like more than two times, and that's a that's a very easy one. Then you have to also what you say to to act out, you know, some kind of acting, you know, you could change your voice. Why did you tell me that? And people do that when in their you know private life. So you can do this when you're telling some kind of story, and you can make some exaggeration or. It, you can even, you know, use some uh, gestures or postures, you know, like hunch or, you know, a weird guy, you know. So so that that makes people laugh. Usually just doing that, you know, uh, I suggested to a, a university teacher that had he had to do a kind of, uh, you know, a presentation about, uh, you know, Internet and, you know, and. And I said, okay, take your your, your your smartphone or no, raise your hand and make as you as if you were making yourself a selfie, but please put your, your lips like like tight, you know, like when you're kissing. No? So he, he didn't want to do that, but then he, he did it. And people left just with that. Because one of the examples is if if internet if is over, then uh, it's not so bad because there will be a lot of things that we won't have anymore. And one of them were the selfies, you know? So, <laughs> so, so because, and, and then just like one and a half second, raising your hand like a mobile and like 
trying to kiss. Mm -hmm. So that's an acting, uh, an act out, and act out. and that made people laugh. Mm -hmm. So th these are two things you can do. And then there are some others like the rule of three. The rule of three is when you say three things, mm -hmm. and the first two ones are you know normal, and the third one is the the one that makes people laugh. Mm -hmm. So a lot of jokes are based on the rule of three. So, and that's also pretty easy to do. So uh, when I can get, uh, I don't know where I find this one. It's I think in the, the book of the tourism and uh, humor, they actually use categories to analyze the, the result and what is work better with clients and what is working less. And actually the categories that works better with clients in, in tourism, it's first funny stories. So if you work in the tourism, you have to, you, you have to work hard in to find out funny stories about the people living in the castle, about the animals in the praise, about the, the captain of a ship or whatever is your target. You need to find out funny stories, not made by you, but funny stories that you can share with people. That is very important. That is one of the categories that was really well uh, evaluated by the tourist. Then the self-mocking. And the self-mocking is start by, you know, the presentation moment. You already presentate yourself with uh, something that you think is funny about yourself, right? Uh, exaggeration. And it's another thing that people really appreciate during the tour. So you are doing a tour and suddenly people start to get too used to your tone of voice. <laughs> you need to change mm. it. And you have to choose those, mo those moments. And it could be always the same moment. It needs to be prepared. And it's supposed to be like the first time. But you need to find out those moments when you can use exaggeration in your tour or in your story that change the pace of the story. And the design jokes. And the design jokes up to this, uh, this study, it's when you choose several jokes to place always in the same places in your tour that also sounds spontaneous, but you know that jokes works. So you put it there. And the only way to know if it works is when you try it the first time. So try, the, try those jokes uh, in, and you know that eventually it's going to, to work. It's like, um, for instance, I live in Chile and in Chile we do a lot of, a lot of uh, earthquakes and tremblings, right? So I'm doing a very mm. serious tour about the constructions in the city, about uh, how the city was destroyed many times because of the earthquakes. And then you, you, you mentioned, well, earthquakes, you know, it, we have so many that it's not really a big problem in Chile. Uh, the only thing is you cannot sleep without pajamas and that you can go in. <laughs> and people always laugh <laughs> in that moment. So I always joke, I'll always use that joke. And it's useful for two things. First, you know if people is actually listen to you because because if there is no laugh, is they're not listening to you, and that is yeah, yeah. it's a key thing. <laughs> but most of the time, they are laughing a lot. You were being very serious about a, a certain topic that could be a tragedy because we are talking about earthquakes, and then you make it a very small joke, and then you keep going. Yeah, but and and if, if there was somebody that wasn't not paying attention, mm -hmm. then suddenly when when listens to everybody la laughing. Then will he will say, "Oh shit, I have to listen." You know, <laughs> I missed something. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I really want to mention those things because are the the categories that they they mention. If you're a guide, 
or a trip leader, this is the thing you need to work on. Funny stories, self-mugging, exaggeration, which is related with the act outs you've been mentioning, and the design jokes. So yeah, and please. Yeah, I think that the funny stories, you know, one of key elements is stories, but interesting stories, and then that had some some humor. Because when you say funny stories, maybe people can think about you know uh, something like a joke. No, it's a story, an interesting story that makes people laugh in some way. So. And then uh, about you know um, exaggeration, I think I think it's important that everyone adapts you know uh, her humor to her style and her character. So and one tip they they give is if you have something that everyone can everyone can see, like maybe you are like uh, six six feet tall, six and six and a half feet tall, or I don't know, or you are very thin, or you are like have I don't know, something that uh, maybe you're 30 and you have all your hair white, and you know? So you can, you know, uh, yeah. this is, uh, Jody Carter tells about this and it's kind of, I know what you're thinking. Yes. So, uh, and, and, he, and she, she explained an example of, a, uh, I think it was American Asian uh, woman that she was very short, very short. And then she went to the stage and then began and okay, I know what I know all what you're thinking. Uh, I'm not uh, Asian. I'm Asian American or something like that. So, yeah. she, I don't know. What, no, I can't remember a joke, but it was like, you know, uh, okay, maybe you think I'm short, but maybe this is a bad example. I, I can't remember, but uh, you you have to acknowledge. Yes. And if people see, okay, this this person is making fun about himself or about herself, so. It's 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 curious because when you make people when you make fun about yourself, that shows other people kind of you know self confidence, because people that is not self confident cannot laugh about itself. It is actually it's actually very interesting because I think this is the first exercise I made when I tried to get a little better using humor in 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 my tours. So let's say that I was. Um, leading a tour for 16 days. The first day, you need people to get in confident with you, like you, and whatever. So, in my presentation, okay, and this is this is a podcast, so you cannot see me, but I'm a fun size. I mean, the only place I'm going to be tall is in Japan, so I'm a fun <laughs> size. My dark is very, very. I have my hair is very, very dark, and I'm I'm pruned, so and I'm away from being skinny. So when my presentations, I go and I was like, okay, my name is Nicole. Um, if you have any troubles uh, remembering my name, just think about Nicole Kidman. And then I show myself with my hands, see? So Nicole <laughs> Kidman. So people look at me and just laugh because I have absolutely <laughs> nothing to do with Nicole Kidman, but they never forget my name, see? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that is showing them that I'm okay with myself. Yes, I'm a fan yeah. size and I, whatever, but I'm okay with that. Keep going. So it's uh, it's an exercise that I had to do. It's not just coming by, you know, one morning I get, I get up in the morning and I just find it. I need to work at on that. And just like that, for the rest of the days, you need to work out in what is going to make your experience better for clients, more funny or nicer. But you need to work on it, as Judy Carter said with the example of the Asian lady. 
So let us know about, uh, I know that you're a big fan of a stand-up comedy. What can we use in our job taking something from a stand-up comedy? Okay, we can use, you know, what I said about observation, you know, be a ninja observer, observe everything. And, and on top of that, you can use, uh, there, is, there is another comedy technique called reference that uh, Jerry Seinfeld mm -hmm. was a master of, is a master of reference. Mm -hmm. Is when you talk about something that all of us do in some way or some moment of our lives, but the comedian, you know, puts it in a way that makes people laugh or that you, maybe you didn't think about that. You know, for example, Jerry Seinfeld has a routine about, you know, uh, laundry. And when, mm -hmm. you, when you put the, the socks and there was always a sock that you forget to put, you know, in the washing machine. And he says that he imagines that they are doing some kind of escape from prison. And, the, and he makes uh, an act out, you know, like uh, of a sock, like standing, you know, in a wall that is a washing machine. And okay, there, is there someone there? We can go or not, you know, and they are doing the, the, the escape, you know. So every one of, of us, you know, we, we had this problem about, oh, shit, you know, this sock, I forgot. The, then you take that and you tell it in a, okay, in some way that it's funny, but, and people love that. And, and as a guide, maybe you, you are now a guide, but you have been a traveler, I hope, <laughs> in some way. <laughs> and you know a lot of things that you didn't like. So maybe flight delays, or maybe getting robbed, or maybe the, you know, getting uh, food poison, you know, poison, or mm -hmm. how do you say that? Uh, poison, poison food, food thanks. And, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of things, or maybe forgetting your luggage in some place, you know, just make a list of that. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes even just telling what happened to you could be funny. And then some other times, maybe you can think about, okay, what can I tell with humor about, you know, losing, you know, getting left your, your suitcase in, I don't know, in the airport. So, I don't know, then you, you begin to think, you know, qu quality comes from quantity. And please, mm -hmm. you know, you have to put in creative mode. So you don't have to, you know, the, oh, I'm blocked, I'm not funny. No, 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 just, just do the opposite. How many things I can write down? I don't know if it makes laugh or not. 15, okay. Uh, what can I do to avoid forgetting my suitcase? Okay, I will buy, you know, some uh, wheels and we'll have a, you know, a control remote or I don't know. I don't know, just a stupid thing. Mm -hmm. Okay, another one. Uh, I will buy, uh, you know, a dog that carries the suitcase. I don't know, you know, you, 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 you begin <laughs> to make a list. And if you make 15 uh, sentences, probably one, it's, it's good or good enough, or then you can test it and maybe improve it. Or sometimes the best thing of all is that you use that, that kind of joke and some tourists say something even funnier. And then you can, exactly. you know, collect that and make it your own. That's amazing. When uh, Sometimes I was in a, you know, on a stage doing some routine and I, I'm doing a joke. And then somebody from the audience tells something that makes 
people laugh even more. So, okay, thank you. Now I have another, you know, uh, another joke for these ones. I think, uh, I think uh, another thing that we can, we can add, it's uh, something about the impros. And I know that you're very good on that too. There is a kind of a rule. I don't know if you can call it a rule. Uh, when in impro, you're always, it's mandatory to always use the word yes. You can never say no, well, right? Well, it's not like that. Um, it's not so literal. So it's like you don't have to block things. Imagine you or I are doing an impro and I say, oh, somebody cut my arm. And if you block, you say, no, you have your arm right here. So that's blocking. Okay. okay. But, but imagine that we are on a stage and, and I said, uh, Nicole, you cheated on me. You imagine that that's the, 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 mm -hmm. the, the set. So if you say yes, where, you know, where's the, the, the scene, where's the conflict? You could, you could say, no, why do you say that? Because maybe you, oh, we can okay. assume that you cheated on me. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to say yes. You have to follow what the other one is proposing you. So, and, and something very usual is when somebody says that you're cheating, you, you don't usually say, yes, I am cheating you with that, you know, with that person. No. So, so you could say, no, no. I, I, why do you say that? Oh, because you are arriving late every, every night and you, and I, I know that you are with your smartphone locked from two months ago. Oh, because, and, and then, you know. So it's going the, with the this, flow. Yeah, go with the flow. Yeah, okay. No, but that's because I told you I have so many work and oh, my boss is so jerk, you know, putting me meetings at 8 p.m. Come on. You know, I, you think I'm, I'm a ride with this? I'm so stressed, you know. But, but you know, you, that person is maybe is cheating on, on, on you. <laughs> so, so the thing is not to block, you know, to keep flowing. And, and that's a very important thing because when when you are a guide or you are a teacher or a trainer or a public speaker or a comedian, there will happen a lot of things that you didn't have planned. Mm -hmm. So usually people are very afraid of those things. And when you make some improv, then you say, come on, come on, I want things to happen because I will take them and I will go with the flow. So if yeah. somebody is you know, uh, her, her, her telephone, her smartphone is ringing over and over, then I could make some comments about that. So, oh yeah, please, uh, why don't you change your, your tune? Because that, that will be like a kind of disco night. Okay, so you know, I don't know, I'm making it up, but you know, usually people love this kind of, of comments because they can see that they are not prepared, mm -hmm. that you have improvised it. Mm -hmm. And that that makes it fresh. And maybe it's not uh, a very good joke, but if you are fast enough, then people will say, "Wow, that's fresh!" And that he make it up just now. So people will laugh, will laugh it, and will will laugh with it. Fantastic. Well, Carlos, we're arriving to the to the end of the episode. Uh, but before giving us your contact information, I want to know if you have any tips or tricks to give to our audience about, uh, I don't know, some books you like or some videos or something that we need to do in order to start to work in our humor? Okay, as I said, it's very important to change your beliefs about humor. It's very, very important because 
I am a funny person since, since I was a child. And I, I loved to tell bad jokes when I was a kid. And my father told to me, oh, these are very bad jokes. When you are a grown up, you will be ashamed of you. And now I'm grown up and he is ashamed because I'm telling the bad jokes, you know, I'm still doing it. <laughs> so, and, and, but for, you know, I'm 46 and since I, until I was 42 and I, you know, found out that there were some uh, com improv, uh, no, uh, comedian, stand-up classes. Mm -hmm. I thought about myself of the guy about bad jokes. Mm -hmm. I knew I, I was funny. I use humor in my private life. And sometimes when I, well, when I was a teacher, maybe yes, but you know, a lot of wordplay, a lot of bad jokes. And I had this label on my head and people were also reinforcing that label. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Oh, what a bad joke. Come <laughs> on. And, and, and on Twitter, people, you know, wow, they, this is so Carlos, so, you know? <laughs> And then, you know, just four years ago, I, I discovered this uh, stand-up world and I began reading a lot of books and, and then I changed my label. So, so I'm not the bad joke guys. Mm -hmm. I, I'm the guy who uses humor and now knows how to make people laugh and I can write uh, a routine and, and you know, being, I, I can be on stage for 15 minutes and make people laugh four times per minute. That's what you expect in usually on a, on a standard routine, four or five times per minute. That, that takes a lot of work, but I can do it. So please, first thing is change your belief about humor. Mm -hmm. And if you embrace this creative process and you are, if you are curious and if you begin, you know, uh, reading books about this or watching some videos or doing some online courses, I did the, the you know, masterclass.com. I did the Steve Martin masterclass, mm -hmm. amazing. I did the David Sedaris masterclass, great. So I'm doing a lot of, of, of courses as a, as a student. So, and, and, and I, I'm reinforcing, you know, my belief that I can be, I can make people laugh, you know, in my private life and in mm -hmm. my public life. So that's, that's very, very important. And then, uh, I will encourage people to to learn, you know, in, through books or through online courses. Maybe it's the, the easiest way. Mm -hmm. And well, there are so many books that I don't know uh, <laughs> what. Well, I, there there is one that I really liked it. It, it was one of the first I, I read about this. It's uh, "Do You Talk Funny: Seven Comedy Habits to Be a Better and Funnier Speaker" by David Nihill. And this is a very funny book, mm -hmm. and and give and it gives you a lot of uh, you know uh, resources to to make people laugh. It's not so you know complete as the Judy Carter books, but I think just to begin with, it's it's very good, and and very important. It makes you laugh as well because <laughs> there there are some other books like uh, How to Write Funny by Scott Dickers. Mm -hmm. I. I I really admire Scott Dickers and he's one of the founders of theonion.com. And it's a very important, you know, uh, publication in, in the United States uh, about, uh, about humor. And it's kind of a news place, but with satire. And mm -hmm. so 
and and Scott Dickers had a lot of a lot of books that makes people laugh. But in this one, he says, "Okay, I have a lot of books that I made people laugh, but this one, I I I won't make you laugh. Just I will teach you, you know, the the techniques for you know eleven funny filters to make people laugh. Okay, and and I love the book, and I learned a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But I, I like when somebody is telling me how to make people laugh and and the author makes me laugh so david nahil is a good it yeah it's a very yeah. practical one yeah 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 good very good i have to i have to add that then uh, my recommendation is well first of all if you cannot be funny at least be friendly until you learn how to be funny <laughs> and then uh judy carter's book is, is actually in kindle so you can it's a very inexpensive book it's called the new comedy bible judy carter uh, get the new uh, comedy bible because it's the the newest version of the the old book called the comedy bible and and also in kindle you have the other book i was recommending tourism and humor if you are a guide or a trip leader or you work in the tourism industry this is a great book because it's it's a lot of insiders a lot of jokes as well a lot of uh, funny things you are going to be laughing you are going to find out yourself uh, that there is a lot of things we can improve in tourism business with humor Uh, so it's a very good recommendation. It's also in Kindle. Actually, I think it's just in Kindle version right now. It's a little more expensive, unfortunately, but it's a very good book. And if you speak Spanish, uh, I find out this book because one paper of the Universidad de Sevilla, the Sevilla University, that it's called uh, Tourism and Humor as well. So Turismo y Humor. That is a very good paper that you can find out. It's free online. That is a great recommendation. And of course, of course, what, uh, what I always recommend is see humor around the world. Uh, there is some great uh, French um, uh, comedians, uh, great uh, British comedian, Australians, uh, everywhere there is very good comedians. Try to find out uh, which one is your, your specific kind of humor and make sure that you know your audience before telling jokes or doing going with humor. That is very important too. Yes, Carlos. Nicole, Nicole Kidman. Um, I, <laughs> you know, this is this was a callback, and you left. So uh, there was one thing very important I'd like to to say before leaving is, you know, we're talking about humor. We are, you know, talking about stand up and these kind of techniques. But please, um, whoever is listening is listening to us. Don't think that you have to learn stand-up to make people laugh, please. And there is a way to make people smile and laugh. It's uh, through participation. Make people participate with, you know, sometimes with some improv games or sometimes with other kind of activities. And, you know, your goal is that people is, is, is having fun. So you don't need to create the perfect joke. So sometimes make a small activity or some... Uh, you know, uh, in groups of three or whatever, that it's like three minutes long. So, and people is having fun. So that's a good way to make people fun. Or, or maybe, yeah. oh, oh, great. Somebody tell me a story about, you know, when something bad happen, happened to you on a plane or on an airport. And maybe some people, so the humor, you, you don't have to create all the humor. You can, you know, use, you can always see, the funny guy or the funny girl in the in the group and yes. the tourists yeah <laughs> and then if you don't dare to to create humor 
then you can quote humor of other people. For example, imagine you are talking about the importance of being healthy and walking. You could use this uh, quote uh, from Ellen DeGeneres, because he's a very famous comedian in the United States that says, my grandmother started walking five miles a day when she was 60. She's 97 now, and we don't know where the hell she is. Okay, so this is a, a joke from Ellen DeGeneres. I, I am quoting her, so it's okay. And people will laugh. And you are the person that make those people laugh. So, so please, you know, have the intention to make people laugh. Begin if you need to quoting other people and, and then start there to, to create. Very good, very good. So, you know, already, if you want to get better in humor, do whatever it takes, but do something. Take classes, read a book, see the videos, follow all the comedians in the world, do whatever you want, but starting today. That's the most important thing, starting, all right? Carlos, where, where people can find more about you if they want well, to contact my, you? Yeah, in, on, on my website, presentastico.com it's in spanish and mm -hmm. that there they can find you know podcast episodes and some uh, blog articles and yeah that's the main they're on twitter uh, presentastico as well super well very good uh, very good and thank you very much uh, carlos for being with us today i think uh, we have a lot of things to add to our humor today Thank you for being with us and I hope we can talk in the future as well. All right. Well, th thanks to you for this great chance because now I can uh, write down on my curriculum, on my resume, that I had an interview with Nicole Kidman and I think that would be <laughs> awesome. So I will get some other, you know, celebrity, you know, interviewing me. So thank you, Nicole. Thanks. You are very, very welcome. Well, thank you, Carlos, and thank you to our audience. And uh, I'll be waiting for you next time with another very interesting topic to get better in our skills to serve people. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye-bye, Carlos. Bye. Have fun. Oh, and by the way, before we say goodbye, if you speak Spanish, please go to presentastico.com that says presentastico.com and ascribe yourselves to get the newsletter. There is a wonderful resource for uh, nine resources to use humor in communication and also to teaching. And the only thing you need to do to get the PDF with all this beautiful information about using nine resources for humor in communication and teaching, you just need to unscribe yourself in the newsletters of Carles Canyos podcast. That is presentastico.com. Thank you. See you next time. Thank you for joining us for another episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And I'll be waiting for you next time with more useful topics with another guest from around the world. Until then, keep learning.